The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Truth Transforms. Join in for spiritually enlightening discussion and the practical application of new thought principles. Here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome to Truth Transforms. I am your host, Galen McDowell, and I'm the Senior Assistant Minister and Executive Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois, where the Reverend Dr. Derek B. Wells is the Senior Minister and the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman is the Founder. Uh, today I have a, yet again another special guest who was just on the show last month, but we had such a good time, I invited him back. So today we'll have for the whole show Pastor Greg Stamper, who is the co-founder and co-pastor of Celebration Spiritual Center. How you doing there, Pastor Greg? Um, great, man. It's good to hear your voice. It's good to be here again. Beautiful, beautiful. So I, I just want to kind of pick up where we left off uh, last yeah. month and you had mentioned as one of your final remarks, a person mm -hmm. who you were working with, who was, you know, you had to address because of their belief in luck instead of universal mm -hmm. law. And mm -hmm. I wanted to just kind of get your thought processes around luck versus law. Uh, yeah. Well, this is good. You know, um, I think, you know, a lot of people, um, you know, say, they say things like, you know, everything happens for a reason. And I say everything happens according to law. Um, and, and I think where we were in the conversation, I was talking a little, a little bit about the, the Kabbalion, um, which really helps crystallize this idea for me, uh, the principle of causation or the principle of cause and effect, which we all know and understand on different levels, right? We understand it in the physical world. If I have something in my hand and I drop it, it's going to fall. Um, and of course, there's a law that makes that happen, right? Um, well, on this physical plane of existence, we also know as as below, so above, as above, so below. And so that means that in the non-physical realm, the spiritual realm, that realm that we can't see, taste, touch, or smell, there is also and must be a law in operation or laws in operation. And so many times we think that life is random, things are happening by chance or um, you know, some some out of the blue force or thing did something or caused something in our life, um, uh, and then we can't explain it. And because we call it random, that means we can't repeat it, right? And so that that's one of the main reasons, you know, when I'm working with folks, um, why I want to always bring them back to um, the idea that there's a law behind it, because if there's a law behind it, it can be repeatable, which is of what science teaches us, right? That which can be demonstrated over and over again then becomes a scientific law, becomes a scientific principle. And so similarly, when we're talking about spiritual law and spiritual spiritual principle, um, because there is a law in operation, that means that we can demonstrate and repeat it over and over again. That is good news to me because that puts us in the seat of power, right? No longer are we um, simply susceptible to the winds and, and waves of life, um, but we actually be, be able to become, um, as in the Kabbalah says, we, we're able to become um, um, the causers in life instead of the pawns um, being moved about um, on the on the board of life. Now, I be, if if I'm correct, mm -hmm. I believe that is the book 
that the man who played George Jefferson studied, <laughs> made a, a life study of it. Are you aware of, yeah. of, of that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Sherman Hemsley. He, he yes. um, absolutely, um, it, The Kabbalion was his book. Um, what I've read is that, you know, it was a book that he would always bring up to friends. He recommended he would, um, you know, give give copies to people, and, and, and he really made that the truth of his life. Um, and I understand why. I say it's one of those books, if I only took one book with me, um, uh, and was on a desert island, that's the book that I would take with me. Um, because those principles have really helped me to synthesize and understand um, how the law works, um, the power that we possess, um, and, and really helps me to dissect um, spiritual problems, but more importantly, helps me to dissect my own life and see what's going on. Because many times we don't understand, um, even if we believe or or accept this idea that there's a law in operation and everything is happening according to law. Um, but then we get into the question, okay, well, I don't see how this happened according to law because this feels random. This feels um, out of nowhere. This feels out of the blue. Um, and so those principles have helped me to start to dissect some of those things. Beautiful, beautiful. So, yeah. you know, one of the things that I learned when I came to CUT was an acronym. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they use it in all, all around New Thought, but it's mm -hmm. not a new thought acronym. It's just an yeah. acronym that we use calling mm -hmm. luck living under correct knowledge. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and it was something that was drilled by the teachers here in the Johnny Coleman Institute when I was coming mm -hmm. through the ranks. And mm -hmm. living under correct knowledge was a way of saying understanding the law, understanding yeah. the spiritual yeah. principles uh, uh, right. of God so you can mm -hmm. have what the world calls luck exactly i love that you know, i love that you know, yeah you know so so one of the things that i do when i'm trying to you know teach people who are bridging from fundamentalist christianity mm -hmm. to new thought and new thought christianity mm -hmm. is i i use the term uh, universal law in mm -hmm. living under correct knowledge yeah. And then I let people know in the old school church, you might have called this favor. Favor, exactly. <laughs> there it is. Mm -hmm. You know, because, you know, people, favor is not fair. And, mm -hmm. you know, I'm, mm -hmm. you know, except, you know, all the different terms that people use. But right, what is right. favor? But an right. awareness of your good, an awareness or exactly. an expectation mm -hmm. that God is going to show up or demonstrate as some particular good health, peace, mm -hmm. joy prosperity mm -hmm. love etc and yeah. if you have that uh, that state of mind you know it doesn't yep. make a difference yep. if you're pentecostal no new thought, not at all hindu not at all uh, buddhist exactly. or atheist because exactly. consciousness is consciousness is and the law is right absolutely you know so when uh, people come to you and they feel mm -hmm. as though that they're having bad luck mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i favor that favor some person's favor is our living under correct knowledge or the right. state of awareness or the state of conscience for somebody else that you know that's uh, you know luck or whatever yeah uh, but, for, but yeah. when people feel as though you know uh, you know uh, I can't win for losing type mentality right. how do you teach universal law to help people get from, from out of the rut because we know for instance that if they stay in that state of mind they're closing off the possibilities. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, uh, this is where I, I teach something I developed called the, the manifestation equation. 
Um, and there's a, a quick acronym that you can remember. It's, well, not really an acronym, but something quick to remember. Um, it's TEAM, T-E-E-M, right? And so the equation is T times E plus E equals M. Thought times emotion plus expectation equals manifestation. And I use that, um, really what it came to me, I use that as a way to either deliberately create something, what's the thought times emotion that I need to add to, and what's the expectation that I need to have the desired manifestation. But where it's really been beneficial to me um, is the reverse. I'm looking at the manifestation, something I don't want, and then I get to backtrack and say, what was my expectation and what was my thought with emotion? Um, and, and, and the thing about it is one thought times emotion, we know there's universal polarity. Um, we recognize that we have to bring thinking and feeling together to create, right? So mm -hmm. what's interesting about thought times emotion, right? It's not thought times positive emotion, right? Thought times any emotion can become creative, right? It, it develops the momentum um, to potentially be creative. So um, we gotta, we can look at that, right? What are the things we were thinking, and then what, how were those thoughts emotionalized? And, and generally speaking, they were, you know, and if, if it's an unwanted emotion, where was it emotionalized with feelings of unworthiness and, and feelings of fear and feelings of doubt and worry and dismay? Um, even sometimes when we're thinking a thought of I want more money, but the the emotional current that's also going on with that is, oh, well, I'm not really worthy of it, or I've never seen anybody with that much money, or you messed up last the last time you had this amount of money, or, um, you know, all of these starts, thoughts start to show up, um, again, which are creating the emotion of, of fear, doubt, and worry. Um, and so that's many times then what leads to the unwanted manifestation. But the second E is where I spend the most time because I call that E expectation, but it actually, um, we got to break it out a little bit more because within that, that category of expectation, what we're really looking at is what are our beliefs, um, what are our, um, and, and expectations, but also our level of acceptance, right? Um, because a, a, a very kind of small basic example of how expectation can work, um, nobody desires to be sick. Nobody desires to get a cold, right? Nobody likes having a cold. And yet there's a over, overwhelming belief across humanity that in the wintertime you get sniffly and get sick, right? So, um, 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 right, so... In that way, what's happening in that expectation, that's the other word I forgot, it's our desire, belief, or accept, acceptance. So in that way, we don't desire to get sick, but yet we have this belief within this category that people get sick in the winter. Um, and so then this is where we get to uncover how we have countering thoughts and beliefs. And so what's interesting is that many times in this particular example, um, that overarching belief that people get sick in the winter um, actually is the dominant thought and the dominant belief. So then I would need to work on my individual um, belief that uh, I am I am well during the winter, right? I don't even want to say I'm cold-free or even introduced colds, right? But I would just say I'm, right. I'm well, I'm healthy um, in the winter, right? All of, And so we start to see, again, as we start to unpack that desire, belief, or acceptance, um, what's really going on in our consciousness, um, which then um, outpictures as the 
desired or undesired manifestations. So I take folks through that equation um, and, and, you know, prompting through questions to first look at what was your thought with emotion? What was the original thought that happened, right? Sometimes the thought is even the, um, instead of saying, I want to be uh, um, financially stable, the thought might have been, I don't want to be poor. Well, right. That, right. So actually that thought is, is introducing poverty into the conversation. So sometimes it's just as simple as that. It's looking at, you know, what was the thought? And again, the I don't want to be poor, I can guarantee would be an emotionalized thought, right? There would be some, some clear feeling behind that. And then that would move us through the equation. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. I like that. Uh, I borrow it and I will give you credit. Um, oh, of course, man. No worries. No worries. Yeah, man. You know, uh, you know, I um, in class many times will use a little equation I make. I call it um, uh, um, uh, revelation plus realization equals manifestation. Yeah, and yeah. you know, because I, I from from my experience in teaching New Thought for twenty plus years mm-hmm. is people get a revelation and they think they're supposed mm-hmm. to have the manifestation. Right. But they missed the, right. what you just went over the thought, the emotion, the expectation, yeah. Yeah. that which makes it yeah. real for you in your mm-hmm. soul. Mm-hmm. The realization mm-hmm. is missing. So first of all, right. I know God showed it to me. I know God gave me the idea. I know God <laughs> gave me this dream. I know God gave me this desire. Yes, but have Absolutely. you accepted it? Is it a part mm-hmm. of your belief system? Do you accept it as true? Yeah. Do you believe yeah. it's possible for you to have this? Do you do you know it as a as a as a now experience? Or as Reverend Ike would right. say, feeling is the blessing. Do you feel it? Absolutely, absolutely. That acceptance is so big. And actually, I, I added acceptance to the equation last year as I started to sit sit with this. Um, and you know, as you continue to teach it, it unfolds. Um, but I realized just talking about our desire and belief is one thing. But there's, there's this level of acceptance, right? Even beyond do you believe it's possible, but have you accepted it? And I, and I think while they're interrelated and there's, you know, the overlap and there's some gray area there, there's, um, there, there are two distinct um, ways of being that need to be understood, right? Um, right? And particularly because, you know, so often people use language saying, oh, well, I believe this is possible. I believe I can have it. Um, and that's just language. That's just talk. Um, have you right. accepted it? That takes it to a whole, wholly different level. Yeah. Right, right. You know, I'm um, currently about to wrap up a book, reading the last few chapters now, called Dying to Be Me. I don't know if you're aware oh, of that book oh, or yeah. not. Yeah, Anita Morjani. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, absolutely. you know, and it's just funny because she, once she had the near-death experience and she mm-hmm. came back from the other side, she, she, mm-hmm. she was aware that if I decide to come back to this cancer-damaged body, that mm-hmm. with the organs failing and the lesions and the mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and and you know tumors all over her body right. the size of lemons and and yeah. you know it doesn't you know sk- you know she's all just for skin and bones and then everything right. came back the cancer disappeared the the right. lesions all healed without skin grafts mm-hmm. the tumors went away right. the cancer right. was gone everything right. because yeah. on it, it deeply within her awareness she accepted if I decide to go Absolutely. back to this body mm-hmm. I'll be healed. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm just going to get out of the way of the life force that already knows what to do and how to do it. There it is. There it is. You know, uh, I do want to give people an opportunity to call in and ask you questions if they so choose to do so. Um, Mm -hmm. So let me throw this number out. Um, We have about Mm -hmm. 11 minutes before the break. 816-251-1111. 816-251-1111. 
3555-816-251-3555. Again, 816-251-3555. If you have a call, if you have a question or a comment you'd like to make uh, with uh, Pastor Greg Stamper, Mm-hmm. Please call in. We want to hear from you. We want to hear your questions. We want to hear your comments. You you you'll make the the show even better. So absolutely. So uh, Pastor Greg, when uh, working with this concept of people getting out of of um, this mindset of luck, uh, yeah. one of the things that I've noticed, and you know, this is slight a slight adjustment, but I don't think it's really an uh-huh. adjustment, but I, I think uh-huh. it's a slight adjustment in our conversation is mm-hmm. to a certain, to a certain extent, some of the teachings, uh, uh, how do I want to say this? I want to use the term malpractice like a uh, doctor okay. would say, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> from the standpoint of making sure that we don't put ourselves in a position where, well, people are saying things to folks in the belief that that what they're saying is so absolute that they're not checking in with the, the God of their own being, the Christ or the I am of their own being to make sure that they're doing what's best for them. Because instead of just following blindly the guidance of some teacher. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, that that's interesting, and it happens in so many ways. And, and, and you know, as a, as a teacher, I'm, I often say, you know, don't take my word for it, you know, um, or, you know, take what, what works for you and throw away the, the rest. Um, you know, I, I, I try to bring those things up, and yet at the same time, um, uh, it appears that people don't fully hear that. Right. Um, because there, there are many people that just want to be um, told, you know, tell me, you know, just tell me, OK, I do ABC and then life will be great. Um, and I think what I what I've found is sometimes that becomes the frustration um, within new thought in general. Um, it reminds me of sort of what happened after The Secret was released. Right. Um, and many people started to to flock to new thought churches specifically um, and some people were, were um, a little disappointed. Were a little disappointed because um, all of a sudden it was like, wait, I have to take classes and I have to study, and this is not about overnight manifestations. And you know, um, and so I I believe that for the most part within New Thought, we've actually done a good job because there's such a great focus on study and taking classes, um, and that that gradual unfolding um, that, uh, you know, um, we, we do our best to try to avoid that, but yet just understanding the nature of how people um, uh, in terms of mass consciousness um, really operate. Um, they're still kind of just, you know, just want to be told, give me the, you know, the three bullet points um, so my life can be well. And it just doesn't work that way. Right. Um, and not, I've all of the best teachers, you know, pretty much say that same thing um but of course you know there, there may be others that are doing doing some some other stuff i can't speak for them yeah yeah it's it's you know yeah. i just pay attention because the primary thing that i was always taught was mm-hmm. teach people to turn within 
to their own indwelling exactly. spirit. Exactly. Matter of fact, exactly. you know, one of our statements of faith in the in the Universal Foundation for Better Living is we believe that, uh, you know, that, you know, that learning to listen to the whisperings of the still small voice will ensure that you are guided into right action. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. you know, Absolutely. it's, you know, folks want to give up their power. And, yeah. you know, I was just contemplating this last night and, mm-hmm. you know, based upon some conversations I was having, uh, you know, with some people over the last few days, when even when people are deeply grounded in new thought, mm-hmm. um, what one of the things that this is, not, this is just an assessment, not a judgment. Mm-hmm. At least mm-hmm. I don't believe it's a judgment. But as a teacher, right. I think I have a right to say it. And as a minister right. in the movement mm-hmm. that. Uh, it, it amazes me how quickly people go to emotionalism and new thought when we are <laughs> the people who are supposed to be centered in truth, you know, right. Right. You know, like, you know, right. you know, I, feeling gets the blessings, but feeling can't lead the show. No, no, it can't. It can't. <laughs> and actually, you know, what's interesting. You, you, you bring to mind another thought around um, motivation and inspiration. Um, right. And, and, this may be going a different way, but, you know, one of the things I think that it, that has happened, um, there has always been an overlap um, between new thought and personal development, self-help, um, you know, and, and there's, again, there's a huge overlap, right? Um, right? But many times I think a lot of, um, or I should say for us as new thought ministers and teachers, spiritual teachers, um, we are seen as motivational speakers, and that's not what we are, right? Because I, I see motivation as um, an external force that um, invites or incites you to do something, right? Um, where inspiration is the internal divine force within you that then incites you and invites you to do something. And so as a teacher, I'm always focusing on um, um, being a catalyst for inspiration and pointing the listener, right? Or the, the, student, person in the congregation, whoever it may be, um, back to that wisdom, that knowledge, that truth that's within them. Um, but, I, I, but understanding, and it, it's actually interesting, even if we, we um, scale out even from new thought and just look at um, contemporary preachers today, right? Um, they're more or less um, have become motivational speakers um, instead of inspirational speakers. Um, and, and I think that's something that we you know, we kind of have to constantly look at um, because, yes, we can motivate people, right? And any any good speaker is going to motivate. Um, but if all we're doing is motivating, we've only become an external source for that listener. Um, and, um, and so then that's the only way that they can um, then actually actualize change in their life. Um, there has to come a point in time uh, when that act, that, 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 stirring comes from within right um right. and again as teachers we're we are and should always be saying go within 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 <laughs> within 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 you know um unfortunately going back everybody doesn't listen to that right they still believe that you know i need to hear from from reverend galen i need him to tell me um you know the steps i need pastor greg to give me the the, the secrets the keys um and we're always saying the same thing. It's within. Yeah. <laughs> right? It's within. You know? and, and, yeah. the, and the thing about it is, you know, in, in all fairness, you know, uh-huh. I've, I've 
I, I, you and anybody else that does this work as a spiritual leader mm-hmm. will know that there are times when we're like, like Jesus, like, am I, am I getting this right? You know, we all have right. our garden of Gethsemane moments mm-hmm. and, oh, absolutely. you know, you know, people don't think that we have them, <laughs> right? Right. but, but, but when you play a larger game, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's, when you're playing a larger game, you're, you're challenging deeper aspects of your soul consciousness, or, you know, exactly. things exactly. deeply within your subconscious beliefs, et cetera, mm-hmm. because you're yep. playing at a, at a different level. And when you're yep. playing at a different level, now you got to you got to heal and regenerate some stuff that you might not want to deal with mm-hmm. that that's going to come up while you're yep. seeking to be a light for others. It's gonna mm-hmm. say, yeah, but what about this stuff over here in your soul that you, that's unresolved? This family <laughs> stuff, this money stuff, this healing yeah, stuff, real. this you know, real. relational stuff, this whatever. Yes, it's, yes. <laughs> it's so real. It's so real. <laughs> you know, you know, uh, you know yeah. that's why I call it the beauty and burden of ministry. Mm-hmm. That you know, this Absolutely. gives this, this is the most beautiful, fi- uh, in my opinion, uh, career mm-hmm. that a person could have. Yeah, but I it's agree. a burden. Yeah, it can be. Absolutely. It, it can. can be. Well, and I'm not saying it always is, Mm-mm. but Mm-mm. from the yeah. standpoint of, as I, as I said at Bodie a couple of weeks ago, I, when I came here and I, uh, you know, was going through uh, a health challenge with, um, uh, you know, that I had to end up healing with a dormant asthma. I said, I leaned mm-hmm. on Reverend mm-hmm. Coleman's faith, but I didn't right. lay on it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, you know, when, when people start right. to lay on you, that's when it becomes a burden. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like, absolutely. get off my right. consciousness mm-hmm. and, right. and and learn for yeah. yourself mm-hmm. what it, what needs mm-hmm. to be what you need to do for you. Because exactly. as Johnny would tell us, like you're looking for me, and I'm at the. She would call the movies the picture show. She's like, I'm at the picture uh, show, yeah. eating popcorn, right. and you waiting for right. me. You better just learn right. how to stand up on your own two big spiritual feet. Now, I used to love that because she mm-hmm. was saying. Be independent. Know yeah. that God is the yeah. same God that was in all these biblical characters and all these ministers yeah. is yeah. also in you. We're, we're, we're coming up mm-hmm. to our, our break, Pastor Greg. Okay. So uh, okay. I'm going to have to wind down here for a second. Okay. Give the number again. If you want to call in and, and ask uh, Pastor Greg Stamper a question, you can call in at 816-251-3555. Again, 816-251-3555. 3555. We would love to hear from you. If you're looking at your phone and thinking about calling, call. We want to hear from you. We'll be right back with Truth Transforms. All are welcome. We're glad you found us. Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. As Unity Online Radio continues to expand its programming and outreach around the world, we depend on the generosity of listeners like you. If you enjoy the programming, please make your donation today by going to unityonlineradio.org and click on Donate. Thank you for your support. 
Here's a Unity Teachable Moment with Reverend Ogan Holder speaking at Unity on the River in Amesbury, Massachusetts on living an abundant life. Examine your life, whatever you may think is missing or lacking or you wish you had. Realize that you are bearing false witness against your true self and speak words of abundance to it. Speak words of truth to it and to yourself and repeat them over and over again until you've brainwashed yourself into believing that you are divine. The moment you begin to think and speak as if truly you are the embodiment of all that is. This is the only thing we got to get into our thick skulls. Living the abundant life is not about what we have. Living the abundant life is realizing that we have it all. To find a Unity Church near you, visit unity.org. In today's turbulent times, it seems like the bad news never stops. It's easy to feel helpless and overwhelmed. Life's challenges can also hide opportunities for growth, renewal, and healing. Join author-activist and life coach Carolyn Baker for a transformative workshop April 4th to the 6th at Unity Village in Kansas City, Missouri. Discover how to find meaning in chaos and navigate this journey called life with more love and joy. Go to unity.org and click Retreats and Events for more information. For over 23 years, Liz Dawn and her team at Celebrate Your Life have been presenting transformative events with some of the world's leading spiritual teachers. Experience a Celebrate Your Life event for yourself, October 31st to November 4th in beautiful Sedona, Arizona. Explore your spirituality and open your mind to some new ideas. These events are awesome soul fests that heal and transform. Log on to CelebrateYourLife.com to find out more. Experience everyday peace with Dr. Drayvon James every Monday at 4 p.m. Central here on Unity Online Radio. In today's busy world, it's easy to get overwhelmed and disconnected. Tune in to the show for practical tips on how to handle whatever life throws at you. Dr. James welcomes some interesting guests and will help you get through any challenges you have with grace. Join the show live or listen later on demand right here on UnityOnlineRadio.org. Call now with your question or comment. 816-251-3555. That's 816-251-3555. Welcome back to Truth Transforms with your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome back to Truth Transforms. I'm on today with my guest, Pastor Greg Stamper, who's the co-founder and co-pastor of Celebration Spiritual Center in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, Before we go back and start dealing with the questions, again, you can call in at 816-251-3555, 816-251-3555. I want to remind you that this show, along with all the other shows on Unity Online Radio, are supported by your donations. So as you freely receive, freely give, my request is that you go to the Unity Online Radio website, unityonlineradio.org, or the shortcut, unity.fm, and click on the Donate button and help support this online ministry that is sending new thought and positive, practical spirituality around the world in many places that do not have new thought centers many times we can take for granted that we can just go and you know and go to a place and be taught etc but there are places that don't have 
a community to support them. So this online radio station, in many ways, is their spiritual community that allows them to go forward, that allows them to discover the truth about themselves, to uncover and remove beliefs that are not for the highest good, et cetera, et cetera. Please also remember that this show has a Facebook page, Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. My request is that you like the page, give it a five-star rating, and write a positive review. The show is also on Apple Podcasts or iTunes Podcasts and Stitcher, and which is also another app that you can use, especially for those who have Android devices. And you can get the shows, again, give it a five-star rating, write a positive review. It helps with the algorithms so we can get this show out in front of people. Uh, I, I believe in the work that you know, I, along with all the other Unity Online radio hosts are doing, and I believe yeah. that we can help get this message out to the world so we can support people who have churches like Pastor Greg and others who are out there doing the work. And when they want support material, they can point and say, hey, in the, you know, between sermons and between classes, mm-hmm. hey, go listen to XYZ on Unity Online Radio or, you know, Reverend McDowell taught lessons in truth or you know, Prosperity by Charles Fillmore or some Catherine Ponder book to be able to support because I, when I travel and speak, what I've, I've discovered is a lot of congregations listen to my show. And I didn't know that until I get there. Like, oh, well, God be the glory. Because <laughs> what it does is it supports what they're getting in their community. However, there's some communities that don't get this at all. So it's important that we allow the world to know what we're doing. Uh, one of the things that matters to me is that new thought becomes something uh, uh, other than what is known in secret. Like most people don't even use the term new thought. And uh, I want to talk about this in a moment uh, with you, Pastor Greg, but I just want to make the comment and then we can move forward. Mm-hmm. The term new thought is not used a lot, even amongst people who are in the New Thought movement, if you go back and you read a lot of the old school New Thought material that's considered New Thought, many times the term isn't being used because it wasn't universal back then. Uh, and then other, you know, so, you know, religious science called their stuff science of mind. And Charles mm-hmm. Fillmore called his stuff practical Christianity and so on and so on and so on. All of those things have now been are all considered a part of the New Thought movement. But we don't use the term a lot. So what ends up happening is people are using our material, teaching it, et cetera, sometimes watered down, sometimes adulterated. And and because people don't know the difference uh, and don't know how to get the, 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 the pure New Thought message, they have a hard time differentiating. So I think it's important that people understand what we're doing here at Unity Online Radio as a support to the ministers out in the field who are doing the work to make sure that this new thought message gets around the world. So pastor Greg, I just know you got something yeah. to say about it. <laughs> well, first I wanted to say, yes, yes, please support. I'm, I'm a listener and a giver because I think it's important. Um, uh, Unity radio and this show in particular, truth transforms is um, doing amazing work and, and supporting us in so many, so many ways. So I say, yes, yes, yes. I echo that. Um, and it's interesting, right? You talked about um, this idea that many times, you know, what is new thought um, hasn't been called new thought, um, uh, and and so a lot of people don't know uh, about it. It's one of the things that that's most exciting to me 
um, in the work that, that I and Pastor Yolanda, shout out to Pastor Yolanda, my co-founder, co-pastor, and my partner in life um, um, that, that we get to do at CSC because we are introducing new thought to so many people and giving them a name for this um, that they never knew, right? They're, they're shocked. Oh, my goodness, you know about Florence Goebel Shin or, oh, you know about <laughs> Dr. H. It's like, yeah, it's new thought. You know, this is what we teach. Um, um, but for most people, they're just, you know, spiritual books that they've picked up along the way. Or, you know, of course, the law of attraction um, is, is still a door um, that a lot of people come through um, and, and, again, don't have this um, connection and understanding of, of new thought and what that means. So um, what's really exciting to me is to, you know, we, we use that and at CSC, we use that term specifically over and over again and, and constantly bringing folks um, um, to that recognition um, with, with a place of, from a place of pride. Um, some years ago, I did a sermon series. We opened the year um, with the sermon series, What is New Thought? Um, and, and I took time to really go through the history and, you know, talk about Phineas Parker's Quimby and Emma Curtis Hopkins and, 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 and um, the, the roots of the movement and, and looking at how, how the movement came to be and, and how it, it has spread uh, in, in all of its different iterations. Um, I think that's important. And, and I think I talked a little bit about this um, um, when, when I was at POT, that one of the things for me, because of um, the, the uh, Pentecostal tradition that I was raised in, uh, the United Holy Church of America, which is the, the, the oldest um, organized, incorporated Pentecostal movement in the United States, I was raised with this idea of your history being important and your roots and your found, that foundation being so critical. Um, and so as I began to, to move out of that tradition and, and look for my spiritual home, my spiritual brothers and sisters, um, one of the things that was very important to me was as I as I was introduced to new thought and the, the sort of the threads of new thought, um, I needed to understand and know the history. Um, and I think we get that question as well. And, and really that's what prompted that series that we did, I think about three years ago. Um, because people are like, I, I love this, everything that's happening here, but what is new thought? Like when I talk to my friends, they're like, what kind of church are you going to? So um, I think it's always incredibly helpful for people to understand that there, there's a, a beautiful, rich history, um, of course, is one of the reasons why, why I love you know, Johnny Coleman so much, because we literally stand on her shoulders. Um, uh, so I've, I've said a lot. We could go more. We could go more. No, no, no. I, I think it's, I think it's a good conversation and, yeah, man. you know, you, you know, I had never even heard, you know, here's the thing, you know, my, my mother mm-hmm. was an eclectic person. She studied a lot uh-huh. of different things and she yeah. was the person that brought, actually brought me to Christ Universal Temple. She, she had, you know, when I was a kid, she went to a church. I, I jokingly call a new thought, new age Pentecostal church. <laughs> and yeah. like for real, because you would see everything there. But uh-huh. my sister and I weren't attached to that in any way, shape, or form. In a real way, we went. You know, you, you would you would see, you know, the people, you know, you know, just like a Pentecostal church being slain mm-hmm. in the spirit, and at the same right. time they're having a class on the twelve powers, and then it would be some, you know, <laughs> candle color, whatever thing, and right, right, right. yogi, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So it was, it was, uh-huh. it was, it was quite eclectic. Gotcha. Uh, but when 
when I came here, that's when the term, you know, new thought was like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. you know, there's a term for this yes. type of yes. teaching. And then mm-hmm. I discovered, you know, in a real way that many people uh, are teaching it, but not using the term. And for their yeah. own, sometimes for their own reasons, you know, if you listen mm-hmm. to, uh, you know, and I, I'm not casting uh, dispersion when I say this, like a Reverend Ike, Reverend Ike was trying to let people know this is my thing. Right, absolutely. But in a real, right. Way, right. In a real way, right. I would say 95% of what Reverend Ike taught was Fillmore and Neville, like yeah. combined. Yeah. Uh, and then he put his spin on it. Uh, looks like we mm-hmm. have a caller. Um, uh, could you put put the person in, please? Hello, caller. Uh, I thought the caller was there. It was just there. I yes. don't know what just happened. Yep, I'm right Are you here. here? Can you hear me? Yes. Yes. Hello, Is this yes. Jennifer? On no, not Jennifer. No, is this Oni Yechi? Yes. Okay, how you doing? Where are you calling from? I'm good. How are you? I'm calling from Miami, Florida. Beautiful, beautiful. Do you have a question for Pastor Greg? I do, for both of you. So um, I have this dynamic of, particularly when I use the manifestation equation, I get into this kind of pattern of shame and blame of, like, look what you did, look what you created. And so I wanted to um, ask both of you to speak a little bit on forgiveness, particularly self-forgiveness, um, how that impacts the manifestations, and then some tools to kind of get over that shame and blame and, and those internal things that can come up as you go through a process of healing. Okay. Pastor Greg, if you want to go first, please. Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, I mean, it, it's wonderful. And hey, Anya Yeti. Um, what's, so what's, what's awesome is that um, you really first you articulated something beautiful when you talk about forgiveness and self-forgiveness, um, because that's really what's necessary when we start to criticize ourselves, realizing that once we're clear that, oh, right, this is what I was thinking, this is what I was feeling, these were my beliefs, and this is why I'm now in this awful relationship or experiencing um, this terrible breakup. Um, now, one of the things as, um, um, as a metaphysician, right, and, and, and as someone who is um, really seeking to live from these laws and experiment and, and, and create deliberately and manifest deliberately, one of the places that we have to come to in our understanding is an understanding of really the, the flow of life, right? So if you were um, writing right now in your journal in pencil, and you misspell the word, would you judge yourself? Would you criticize yourself? Would you spend days in tears or in hiding or shame, right? You wouldn't because you know you have an eraser, right? And you would just turn that pencil over, erase, make the change and keep going. I believe that from, from that perspective as metaphysicians, this is part of part of where, where we have to get to in our consciousness that, um, uh, that we always have this life is malleable, right? So no matter what's going on, it's, if we see a mistake, if we see an error, it's just like we've written in pencil and now we get to turn the, turn the device over and erase. So how do we erase, right? And so forgiveness is one of those things that really allows us to do that um, because we may need to move through our thoughts and our feelings about it. Um, I'm, of course, a huge advocate of the process that's come to us through Colin Tipping, uh, radical forgiveness, um, in this case, radical self-forgiveness. 
uh, and I did was just talking about this in my sermon on Sunday, um, where I needed to to move some things, and um, I I knew I you know I was conscious enough to know, of course, that um, I'm I through my consciousness am the the cause of my experience, um, and the only way excuse me the only way to shift that experience is is through forgiveness. Um, I put it off for a few weeks, but. I, I pulled out my radical self-forgiveness worksheet and went through the process and it was beautiful. It was healing. Um, and I literally within that day, um, experienced, um, new manifestations. Um, not only the, the, the manifestation of joy and feeling lighter, um, but physical manifestations, um, um, have shown up. And then, um, even just this week, um, just the flow of my week, um, feels so much better. Um, I, I feel like I have more energy. All of these things have happened as a result. And of course, we know that once we move into the vibration of joy, once we move into the vibration of all is well, and even that expectation of things are always working out for me, um, then everything like that begins to, to outpicture um, as physical manifestations. So think of, think of it first as we're always writing in pencil, right? Any and everything can be changed if we want it to change. And just like when we're writing in pencil and we make a mistake, um, we know we have an eraser, right? We can erase it, turn it over. And so what is our eraser in that sense? Um, in this case, forgiveness and self-forgiveness. Again, using specifically because I love the process, um, radical forgiveness, Colin Tipping, using those worksheets um, guides you through a beautiful process of forgiveness. Yeah, uh, I want to pick up on that as well. I don't know. It, it, are yeah. you still on the call or are you listening? Yes. Yep. I'm, I'm okay. still on the call. So, so everything that he said, kudos, everything. Um, a couple of things I want to just give you um, just to add on and then uh, just Beautiful. something to work with. Uh, Gerald Jampolsky, who wrote um, Forgiveness, the Greatest Healer of All. Uh, he in that book he has a statement: forgiveness means giving up all hopes for a better past. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the reasons why we are we have a, such a problem forgiving ourselves in particular, and I, and others, is because we want the past to be different, and we haven't gotten yeah. to the space to where we can accept it and release it, so we can be free. See, as long as we're negotiating with what should have happened, we're not creating now. So all we're doing mm -hmm. is recycling the past, recreating the past over and over again, because the tape is only going to give you back what you put on it. Absolutely. So until we can learn how to, through processes like what Pastor Greg mentioned, uh, set it aside, what ends up happening is, uh, we get stuck in a loop, sort of like the old grooves and the old LPs. You know, I don't, I don't know how old you are, but you know, for us who listen to music on an yeah. LP, mm -hmm. we put it in, a, and it would just get stuck in a groove, and the, the song wouldn't go any, go any further. Right. You would only hear yeah. that part of the record. So, mm -hmm. part of the forgiveness is is that process. The second part is forgiveness doesn't mean reconciliation. Right. Because sometimes people think that when you forgive someone, that means that they have to still be a part of your life. But my grandmother, my maternal grandmother, Emma Stewart, used to tell me as a little boy all the time, she would say, baby, some people you got to love with a long handled spoon. And for her, that was an old Mississippi statement, which meant some people <laughs> you got to love from a distance. Uh, you know, and I've mm -hmm. always taken that to heart. Like just because you mm -hmm. love them does not mean that they have permission to harm you. 
Right. Uh, that's, you know, um, you know, or as Susan Taylor would say, some people aren't healthy enough to have a front row seat in your life. So I think sometimes people are, have issues with forgiveness because they think, well, if I forgive, does that mean I forget? No, you forget the pain. Mm-hmm. You forgive mm-hmm. the issue, but you yeah. remember not to allow yourself to be put in a position of compromise. You remember not to turn off your intuition as your early warning system. So in a real way, it's I'm saying as you become more aware and you learn to love yourself and all the stuff that Pastor Greg said already, then you are able to make this stuff work. Let me give you just a, uh, something that you can do right now. Uh, if you go to my uh, page on the Unity website, uh, my True Transform page that has all my archives, and you type mm-hmm. in the word forgiveness in the search episodes, you'll mm-hmm. discover a couple of things. One, I did a lesson years ago called Spiritual Healing, the What and the How, and on part six, I talked about the parallel between how Jesus taught forgiveness and healing. I also Beautiful. taught in 2013 under uh, Discover the Power Within You, How God Forgives. How does New Thought teach forgiveness? You can mm-hmm. actually drill down and work with those lessons. And for you personally, this is what I would suggest. I did a series about 12 lessons, 12 or 13 lessons called The Eye of the Storm, which is my go-to book, capital I, not E-Y-E, but capital I of the storm. Okay. And it, I taught the book chapter by chapter. What I would suggest is order the book is by Gary Simmons. He's a unity minister. Get the book. Do all of the questions at the end of each chapter. Don't go to the next chapter until you do the questions at the end of the chapter. And you can listen to me as I'm giving insight into the book. And then you do your own work. And if you work with that eye of the storm with integrity, you'll get your breakthrough. Now, notice what mm-hmm. I said in, in, in integrity. In other words, <laughs> mm-hmm. don't skip the work. All right. Because if you, if you work with that book and you do the work, what you'll discover is this. Um, I'm already whole. And I've just been afraid. Okay. And I know that might sound yeah. simplistic, but I'm already whole. Mm-hmm. And I've just been afraid. Mm-hmm. Afraid of stepping out, afraid of living my dreams, afraid that other people might hurt me, afraid that I don't know what I'm doing and I might get exposed, afraid of of my even my own divinity when we find out that we're spiritual beings. And what does that mean when I'm trying to make life work and people are telling me that God lives in me as me? So yeah. mm-hmm. we we welcome you into discovering your freedom. We can't give it to you. We're trying to discover it for ourselves. But we welcome you into the conversation for the discovery of the authentic, true spiritual you. Are you willing to take those tasks on? Absolutely, I am. All right. Yes. So, yes, so that yes. means that you need to let me know when you finish doing it. I want you to give me some feedback. Uh, okay. Facebook, my Facebook page, uh, Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. After you do the process, I want to know your testimony. I will. Yeah. Thank you so much, both of y'all, for this conversation uh, of course. and this opportunity to ask this question. I'm glad that you called in. You made the show better. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Powerful. So, so uh, yeah. Reverend Greg, um, yes, you know that that puts us in a different conversation because, in a real way, forgiveness is the shortcut to spiritual growth. It's the truth. It's the truth. In, in, a, in a real way, it's the shortcut. Mm-hmm. 
So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm glad that that caller called in, that she called in with a question about the practical, what do I need to do now yeah. to make life yeah. work for me mm-hmm. now? Because here's the mm-hmm. thing. Um, it's hard to stop kicking other people in the butt when you're kicking yourself in the butt all the time. Right, right. That's the truth. That's, you that's know, the truth right there. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know. And, and and some of us around these parts are quite the perfectionists, and I include yeah. myself in that list. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm tough on me, oh, <laughs> and yeah. I have to sometimes oh, yeah. scale back. Like, calm down, dude. <laughs> right. right. No, it's true. It's true, and that's and that's what has has rooted. I know for me, it, it's been the root of so much of my self forgiveness. Right. Um, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I've I've told the story uh, often of. Um, you know, criticizing myself as a father, right? Looking at all the things that, you know, I didn't do, couldn't do, thought I should have been able to do. Meanwhile, my daughter is telling me, dad, you're the best dad ever. And I can't hear that because I'm, I'm in my mind criticizing myself, thinking about things that, you know, may or may not be important, but at the, you know, we look at the totality, you know, she's an amazing young, young lady, um, you know, doing well in school, all of these things. But, you know, I was only focused on where I felt like I wasn't, um, you know, the best dad ever. Yet she's telling me, you know, and so it's like, well, she's the, she's the daughter. If her experience mm-hmm. is, is, is that you're a good dad, you might want to take her, you know, take her word for it. Um, but again, that, that self-criticism, that self-judgment, all of those things, um, it's, it's so loud, man. And um, that's always the work. I know for me, um, that's that's always a big part of the work of, of self-forgiveness. Yeah, it, it's the pattern and it's a yeah. process. And the more you dig down, you'll discover you have more things to forgive. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know, it's like I get to be right or I get to be free, right. but I don't get right. to have both. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, another part of that, I mean, thinking about as a father, too, um, a lot of people don't talk about it, but I think. Um, you know, if we create safe spaces, um, men in general are very self-critical, right? Because mm-hmm. we, we weigh our worth based on, you know, what we can provide, right? And how we're showing up, right? And, it, it, you know, at different levels of material success. Um, um, and so when we don't feel like we're, we're um, experiencing those things or, or creating those things or providing those things or manifesting those things, um, that that um, uh, taps into our sense of self-worth. Um, and so I, I think, and I, and I know, um, you know, as men, self-forgiveness is something um, um, that's incredibly needed um, and, and heals us in a profound way that then actually allows us to be the providers, to be the, you know, um, that we want to be, to show up in the ways that we want to show up. Um, you know, that's a whole other conversation, but, uh, but I know it, it's, it's a necessary one. Yeah, and I think also, and you know, with the minute and a half we have left, one of the challenges that men have that I've discovered, and I've discovered this for mm-hmm. myself at times, mm-hmm. sometimes trying not to be the bad example that you might have experienced, right, uh, right. is not the same as creating the example that you want to ex- yeah. your child or children to uh-huh. experience. Uh-huh. So mm-hmm. don't don't be the anti anything. Right. Exactly. Exactly. 
you know, be the pro, whatever it is that you're seeking to produce and promote. And when that process can happen, we can make some marvelous things. Um, We're looking like we're about a minute out, uh, uh, Pastor Greg. So um, let people know how they can get in contact with you, please. Oh, beautiful. Well, um, um, first thing, you can uh, get in touch with us through Celebration's website, celebrationsc.org, S as in spiritual, C as in center.org. Feel free to uh, message us, sign up for our mailing list if you're anywhere in the New York tri-state area. Um, Definitely come and see us on Sundays at 11 a.m. Also, social media, Facebook, Pastor Greg Stamper, uh, and Instagram and Twitter, I am Greg Stamper. You can find me on all the channels. Um, we're going to be opening up the next round of uh, my program, 90 Days to Greatness, soon. Uh, we're going to be focusing on uh, healing, healthy mind, healthy body, studying uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza's work. Uh, so if you're interested in that, stay connected to me, and you'll you'll hear more about that. Um, but otherwise, you know, just, just message me. Let me know that you're out there. All right, beautiful. Thank you for being on the show. We'll have to do this again soon. God bless you, brother, and continue the work. Oh, you too, man. We'll talk soon. All right, take care. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio the voice of an awakening world.